You're listening to Two Girls, One Crypt. Listen if you dare. Spoilers ahead. I don't know what the hell's in there, but it's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. What's your favorite scary movie? so excited everyone that I have told about this about our lineup is like oh my god those are good films I think uh, we somehow picked this I think this is our best batch of picked movies Mm -hmm. I think we both picked perfect movies yeah I think they all without you know being able to pick like franchises yes because that would have been that or saw would have been yep. clutch like more perfect picks but mm-hmm. yeah. still I, I think these really really like pinpoint the early 2000s i agree all right are you ready yep okay all right this is a very fun episode welcome back to two girls one crypt we are covering 2000s horror movies yes and I'm early so 2000s right like 2000 to 2009 yeah. yeah 2010 2009 yeah because yeah, we do think... have 2010s on here too yeah that's a i think that's a totally different category so absolutely there's just a whole vibe uh yeah it's i have the perfect example to like oh my god why didn't i even write that down it was like a song or like a movie scene or something and it like perfectly encapsulated what the early 2000s felt like i know kids like now like that's the time period they wish they'd grown up in and i kind of get it it was pretty neat it I was mean, we grew like up the in technology the early 2000s. I yeah mean, we were like beta testers for technology yes, yes. Yeah. we were the last the last generation of kids that grew up as children small children without the internet and then as we went yeah. through like middle school mm-hmm. and up I think like I know for me because you're a little bit younger than me but mm-hmm. we started using computers in the classroom just started when I was in elementary school mm-hmm. and that was when they had like the long printout like the all the paper was connected yeah yes. you get to rip the sides off that was fun anyway yeah I'm old I'm old yeah it's fine we're but we're, old. we're not spry. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> we're, not spry. we're not spry. I don't know if I've ever called myself spry, but <laughs> all right. But yeah, early 2000s horror, it reminds me a bit of like the 80s in that it was like a really, for a little bit, it was a really optimistic time. Yeah. And like it, it was experimental, I feel yeah. like. Like Final Destination, The Ring, mm-hmm. Saw, like all of those were very important types like, of horror. Things that had never been done. They were a risk. And um, well, fortunately for them, it paid off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, movies changed a lot because, I mean, a lot of crazy shit happened at the beginning of the millennia. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Y2K. 
mm-hmm. which I don't know how much you remember about that insane period of time. Yeah. Um, Conspiracy theories and stuff. Yes. If, which also, you know, fed into a lot of horror movies. Um, there was like a, the, the or not the theory, but like the, everyone actually thought that, what was it? Like the clocks? Uh, let me think of how to explain like the clocks that. couldn't continue or something yeah, it was something like all of the time instrument digital time instruments that were connected to like your bank accounts and like any online accounts or um or any like software that companies use the numbers year the year numbers didn't go past 2000 and so everyone was and I mean everyone, not just like my neighbors and you know people at my local Walmart. The whole co- the government was telling us that yeah. when the clock turned over to the year two thousand, um, everyone's bank accounts were basically going to be emptied. Like you wouldn't, there wouldn't be a record of your of you possibly. Like there was like a last ditch effort of people trying to like fix that really quick at the end nothing happened but i remember the like the paranoia yeah of like everyone's gonna lose their money we're not gonna have water or because all the plants are not gonna work anymore yeah they felt like the world was ending yeah was, but the thing is this, this wasn't the first like turn of the century yeah that has happened yeah so i look i know we just uh, humanity is just one big fucking like cycle of do we just do the same thing over we don't learn from our past no nope, not at all <laughs> not at all but so that we so there's you know y2k and i think that fed a lot into the into movies during this period mm-hmm. fear of technology there was like the big like cyberpunk um everyone was a hacker yeah like that was yeah. like a big thing in movies yeah um, and then good old 9-11 happened which then threw our generation into um a generation that had full 24 7 access to live war footage uh, and i wonder why our entire generation is anxious yeah and like just and desensitized yeah we're just like whatever like really the world sucks we know mm-hmm. what we literally can't do anything about it we grew up watching people being beheaded on on rotten.com yep um and i think yeah it desensitized us which led the way to uh the torture porn uh genre which became really popular during this era like the hostile movies uh and then there was a huge zombie resurgence every like everything Every time I turned around, there was another zombie movie or a zombie TV show. It, it was like the hot thing for like a decade. And I think 28 Days Later was like the f- first yes. big one to come out during that period. And then like, yeah, everybody else was like, we got to do it too. Um, I think that probably comes from like the post-apocalyptic like feeling that we had. I think so too. Um, and then there was a a big horror, Asian horror remake around that we did because everyone's got the internet now and so we could see different movies from different countries and then uh because like asian ghost stories are so different from american ghost stories i think that just gave everyone like a fresh batch of things to remake (laughs) because that's what we did we just remade a bunch of 
Asian horror movies. Do we have Asian horror on the wheel? Mm, I don't think so. Because that would be hard for me because you know how I am. But (laughs) Asian horror is so fucking scary. Yeah. But I would almost want to even like differentiate like Japanese or Korean because they're in Thai. Those no, you're are right. They are different. They're all really different. Um, but I mean, we can add them. I don't mind. I'm gonna make a note of that. Yeah, we can. Uh, we can discuss that later. Yeah, I wouldn't have anything to contribute. So we'll, we'll do a lot of googling. Mm-hmm. That's why I do most time anyway. <laughs> and then DVDs were like, I think this is when like DVDs became like a hot commodity they're cheap to produce and this was a way for a lot of like independent filmmakers uh sometimes a lot of like filmmakers that were um not disenfranchised what's the word i'm looking for like looked over a lot you know like female filmmakers um uh people of color if you're not a a white man making a horror movie it's a little bit harder but you can put it straight on dvd and stick that bad boy in walmart in the five dollar bin and you get movie in more people's hands Mm -hmm. so i think there was a lot of like now i have a million dvds Mm -hmm. and they're taking up storage Mm -hmm. and i still have to buy movies because everything's on streaming unless you're american psycho Mm -hmm. or the cell or the others Uh uh-huh so um yeah and then some of these like I forgot who was it PlayStation maybe Xbox one of those systems is like deleting people's like uh, movies that they bought digitally what so yeah I mean any company can do that like Apple can just wipe your library if they want to you don't own that movie even if you bought it like Apple still reserves the right to delete it that's why it is important and it's something I don't do, but you do to buy physical media still yeah. because it's frustrating. It is. Well, I bought um, American Psycho on Prime because I did too. Um, it was it's, like it's it a was, dollar more than renting. Yes, exactly. and I love that movie. I'm going to watch it. Exactly. So I did the same thing. Shane mentioned it because I was like, like it's his account so like he'll get an email like thank you for your purchase and be like what mm-hmm. movie did you rent and i'll be like <laughs> oh whatever the sale and and then i said something i was like yeah i have to rent american psycho too because i thought about not watching it because it's kind of running out of time and mm-hmm. it wasn't on streaming but today i made time and i was like i'm just gonna buy it yeah i almost did the same exact thing uh and i was like i'm gonna see if it's on youtube Mm-hmm. I don't think it was like this person had it chopped up into 26 videos and I just wasn't sure if it was if they weren't like leaving stuff out but mm-hmm. you know the movies actually edited a little weirdly and they weren't leaving things out it just like hops and skips from scene it to does scene. it really but, does yeah I don't even know what timeline it is like they're in it's Christmas and then part- it's Easter yeah. and then you're in a party and then he's in a cab with some rando like what just happened yeah anyway um yeah i'm glad i watched it though i mean i've seen it so many times i was gonna be like i'm just i'm not gonna watch it but i'm gonna do the same thing i was gonna read like an in-depth synopsis and then just it doesn't even touch watching that movie it's 
you just gotta see it and hear it it's i can't wait to talk about it me too um do you want to jump straight into the movies or do you want to tell me what you've been watching yeah let's do that real quick Mm -hmm. i have a i have a lot actually um remembered to write it all down we've got a lot of post halloween stuff we tried to shove in and watch yes um i re-watched midnight mass or i am i'm almost done um yeah how are you liking it the second time around about the same yeah um i still love it but like it's not my like top one or two you know Mm -hmm. Um, samantha sloyan is phenomenal isn't she she's fantastic i think she's gonna like skyrocket here soon yeah i think people really need to like put hands on her because she's so good she's great yeah um I watched the Squid Game Challenge. I still on, haven't watched that. I enjoy it. I love competition reality shows. Yeah. I did see Thanksgiving in theaters. Yeah, I still haven't seen that either. Loved it. <sighs> I also... Good things and nothing but good things about it. It's, it's one of the best, like, original slashers I've seen in a, in a long time. That's hard to do, honestly. Yeah. It's hard. It's- campy the kills were really great and gory and creative and exactly every time exactly um i also watched it's a wonderful knife i finished that today i did see that too what'd you think it was okay yeah it was what i expected yeah um i mean you know my favorite part it's just a long (laughs) it seemed Uh, really He's very like Walton Goggins in this, isn't he? Yes. His yes. teeth were killing me. Oh my God. Oh, he's I, fantastic. <laughs> I think he really not saved this movie. It wasn't bad and needed to be saved, but he, he was really a bright like, spot. Yeah. Like if he wouldn't have been in the movie, it wouldn't have been as good. Mm-mm. It would have struggled. Well, the supporting cast was. Mm-hmm. mediocre it was it was yeah the main character bland. was not great and you recognize her she's oh. from yellow jackets the um oh what was her name the religious one yeah <laughs> yeah you're right yeah um i was like god she looks so familiar she's i wish i had known that while i was watching because i might have liked her more um i hated her costume it, i hated her yeah. styling i like, hated they her just, hair i hated it was very like t- 2002 like it, honestly yes. the way she dressed who wears velour track suits i mean to be fair her parents gave that to her but still yeah no I it was agree. very j-lo <laughs> we will also talk about tonight yes we will <laughs> Um, I also watched The Lodge for the first time because oh. I was trying to do some Christmas horror and there's literally nothing on streaming right now, which is so annoying. Did you take notes? Are are we covering that for um, isolation? I think we, we should do that. Okay. The whole time I, I was decided on it, but wondering if we were. I think that's a good one. Never it down somewhere. Um, <laughs> I did not take notes, but it is still fresh in my mind because that movie um, stuck to my brain. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, it is. It is what we're doing for isolation. 
Dang, where are the notes at? I have work <laughs> I have a note that says work on winter isolation. We have the thing, the terror, till death, and the lodge. I'm assuming oh. I picked the lodge because oh, there it is. I found it. Okay, yep. Yes, cool. you picked till death and the lodge, and I cool. The terror and the thing. Okay, good. Yeah. So that's exciting. Books and everything. All right. That's done. Yeah. Just go watch stuff. Yeah. Well, good. Um, well, you just get to watch it again or or talk about yeah. it in depth next I time. will watch it again. Oh. I need to watch I, it I do too. Um, because I don't remember most of what happens in that movie. Yeah. So. Um, and the last two things I read, none of this is true by Lisa Jewell per yeah. your suggestion. And I did like it. It took me a little while to get good. into it, but I liked yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I, I read the quiet tenant, okay. um, by, I don't know how to pronounce her last name or their whole name. It's like Clemence. Is Clement- it Clemence or Clem? Oh, it's Lord Clemence. Fancy. Clemence Michelon? It's not Clemence, but it's something like that. Clemence. Phonetically, that's what it's spelled. Yeah. Um, it's very good. It's about a serial killer, um, and it's told in three perspectives. Oh. The perspective of his daughter, the woman he has locked in a shed, and a woman who is obsessed with him weird yeah and one of them is in like set was it second person talking like you it's the second person uh third oh first oh shit i don't know first is i yeah third is kendall yeah like second is you Mm -hmm. okay so second person yeah so it was it was pretty good yeah and it's a thriller right Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I like thrillers. Mm-hmm. Where is my... It was more like a, it's, I mean, it's about a serial killer, so it's a little less like, it's not like twisty or anything, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think the only thing I've watched other than a couple of things, um, that you mentioned was The Curse, mm-hmm. which is... I still don't know what it is. Um, it's that new Emma Stone show. It's an A24 show. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the Safties directs it. I forgot which one. And he's also star- he also stars in it. It is the weirdest, probably one of the weirdest things I've watched in a really long time. And it's extremely uncomfortable. And I literally don't even know what the fucking plot is. I think I've okay. seen like, I don't know, four or five episodes. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost convinced that the show is not about anything. I just have a feeling we're going to get to the end. And it's just good because it's like the music is really creepy. Mm-hmm. It's about a couple that do a renovation TV show. Yeah. That's like about sustainable living and i don't i don't even know how to explain this one i'm sorry kind of how i felt about the was it the flight attendant with kaylee coco oh yeah it was good and then it was weird and then it was Uh not at all what it was before i don't know what where this show is going i mean i love everyone who like makes it and is yeah i just feel like i'm getting punked by a 24 is what i'm trying to say 
I feel like like they're setting it up to be like one of these characters is like a serial killer or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I guarantee mm-hmm. it's just nothing. I guarantee yeah. it's nothing. He just got drunk and passed out and it's whatever. I don't know. We'll see. I could be totally wrong. Um, Yeah, I mean, I read, I went through a bunch of books recently, but nothing that like blew my mind. Yeah, I've been in a big time slump for several months. Yeah, I mean, I've liked some, but like, trying to see. Um, The September House was good. That came out, I think, this year. I've been intrigued by that. I liked it. It was, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty good. It was a solid three, four stars out of five, if I got to give it. Um, I I enjoyed the whole read through. Um, so you might, you'd probably like it. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just whatever. I mean, I'm saving a lot of, uh, what did I watch and and what did I read for our end of the year thing? Yeah, I'm pumped about that too. Yeah. Well, before we get into that, we can start with our mm-hmm. 2000s horror. Yes. And I am going to go ahead and start with um, one that's super fresh in my mind. It's also the beginning of the decade. Yeah. Um, we're going to go with American Psycho. <laughs> Thank God. I know. Look, oh. Okay. So... Before I get into everything, I am also listening to the audiobook. I forgot to mention that. Oh, Lord. Let me tell you, for anyone who wants to read the book, don't read or listen to it while watching the movie or like 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 back to back. Yeah. Because I watched the movie today while the kids were sleeping Mm -hmm. and then... I would listen to the audiobook and there were parts that would come up in the audiobook that I thought I'd already like listened to because yeah. I watched it because it's verbatim. Yeah. A lot of the dialogue just comes straight from the book. It does. It does. Yeah. Um, I would be so confused. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's a little redundant because it's like, oh, I just heard him describe the scene in yeah. length. Yes. It, an extensive extensive length how far are you into the book not far at all yeah not girl far at all. I <laughs> struggled I wanted to I waited to read I thought like I got that for Christmas like I don't know a few years ago because I I wanted to read it so bad and ev- literally every other chapter is a description of an artist or an album but it's like it's a whole chapter or his regimen or um literally just describing every single detail of what he's doing dry (laughs) it's so dry and i'm gonna go ahead and say okay i love this movie i've seen it several times it's one of my faves but Uh if it were not for christian bale i don't know if this movie would have been what it is because I totally agree. He encapsulates, he did research. He talked Tom Cruise out of not taking the role. He, and then he did the same character on him. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And he did the same skincare routine as Patrick Bateman. Christian Bale is like one of my favorite method actors, I guess I get, I get aggravated because like, 
Jared Leto is also method and I fucking hate that dude. Yeah. Um, but Christian Bale, he's just so dedicated. Like I mean he only spoke in an I'm sure you read this too. He yes. only spoke in an American accent the entire filming and when at the rap party, I have forgotten that Christian Bale is British so many um, times most of the time i most forget of the time. he has he an has... amazing american accent it's all, every so time good. every time ah uh, yeah and side note before i actually get into the logistics of this movie because i can't stop shut i can't shut up about it um he is so i love the movie i love the book little women and yeah. i grew up with the different variations of the movie he is always he is and Laurie. forever Lori. yeah always even that nasty spitty kiss I still love him as Laurie. <laughs> uh, did he geez. have a British accent in that movie? No. God damn it. No. And he probably could have. Whatever. I don't think so. No. <sighs> anyway, he just he's perfect. I know. I love him so much. I so, love him a lot. This movie was made in 2000. It okay. is an hour and 42 minutes. That's kind of long. It did not feel long. No. At all. Even rewatching it, it was even though it's, it's a quick quote unquote, watch, boring, slow. Like I don't even I don't know how to describe this because it's not boring or slow, but it is. D- you know what I mean? Like it's quiet. That's what it is. Yeah, it's quiet. And it's just. I wish I would have sat and thought about it for a while because it's like because it's about like, like the bourgeois, like every New York detail is important. Life. To yeah. the character and who he is. Yeah. And but I think that's why boring. I think that's why it's better watched than written. But I'm gonna listen to this whole fucking yeah. book Look, because I want to get to the gross. It's disgusting. It's fucking foul. If that's Misty's why I read it to that, begin with. <laughs> that's why I read it to begin with. And Patrick is more unhinged in the book. Yeah, Denny is in the movie. They, I mean, they had to tone him down for the yeah. movie. So yeah, you'll really like the book. I just good luck with. The, I skipped chapters literally as soon cool. as I saw Whitney Houston's name. I just flipped the pages until I got out of there. I just couldn't do it again. <laughs> There's like five chapters on Whitney Houston. I swear to God. Anyway, <laughs> this is written by Brett Easton Ellis, who also wrote the novel. And directed by Mary Heron, which I don't think I realized this was directed by a woman. I didn't either until very recently. I'm. Yeah. It makes me love it even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it stars. Okay, this cast is mm-hmm. stacked. If I forget anyone, let me know. Okay. Christian Bale as Patrick Bateman. We also have Justin Theroux, Josh Lucas, Bill Sage, Chloe Sevigny, Reese Witherspoon, Samantha Mathis, Jared Leto, Willem Dafoe. And Matt Ross, the um, oh god, the the dude with the red hair. Matt Ross, yes, so creepy. He's creepy he's, and everything. Oh my god, creepy. he grosses me out. Anyway, yes. Oh, when he started kissing his hand. Stop. <laughs> he's so fucking greasy. I forget um, Reese Witherspoon's in this movie all the time. Every time, and she, I looked it up. She was twenty three, but she acted like like she seemed like a child. Yes, because I think she was like a spoiled, um, what do you call it, like a trust fund baby. Yes. And the tagline is, no introduction necessary. Hmm. 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 Actually. No introduction. There's another one. I think my mask of sanity is about to slip. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah. I think the poster says killer looks. 
killer looks yeah so let me read the plot a wealthy new york city investment banking executive patrick bateman hides his alternate psychopathic ego from his co-workers friends and as he delves deeper into his violent fantasies hedonistic thank you (laughs) (laughs) i just skipped it so it said in the 80s which i kind of forget about me too Um, Uh, i never like it could have been set in the early 2000s although he does reference a lot of 80s yeah 80s Mm -hmm. i bet and i think that's probably just from it being made in the early 2000s i think there's like a touch of you know that era in there Mm -hmm. Uh, because this movie was almost made a couple of other times i think really? starting in 91 was when the rights were originally did you read up on all the people who were almost patrick bateman um leonardo DiCaprio wanted like 20 million dollars and he and... was attached like he was going to be and christian bale took seven million yeah i but he almost like he someone i forget who it was someone told him not to do it Mm, and, yeah they told me it was going to be career suicide for yeah, him and the opposite happened it made yeah, people it, realize he could lead a movie yeah he went from being supporting to i mean everybody once he became batman he became batman crying out loud. like a couple years later like yeah 2004 2003 oh my god like a couple years later yeah i don't remember when his batman came out hold on. no 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 hold on that was the dark night no it was mm-hmm. batman begins was it mm-hmm. dark Knight's 2008 let me see batman 2005 2005 damn that came out that long ago oh shit so five yeah. years later he was batman yep. jesus christ he went from patrick bateman to batman and less than half a decade that's insane yeah and then he did like you know all the chris nolan stuff mm-hmm. and now he's just a household name like yeah yeah everyone knows him mm-hmm. I, I love that for him and this movie is okay so i guess i need to talk about it so there's really not <laughs> a whole lot of plot if we're being honest I, yeah it's just like his part his daily life as a actually how many what is times his- are you going to listen to them talk about where they're going to eat or what or like listen to them eat like yes, it's like eating oh, dorcia arcadia cars. yes that's it how many do- all they talk about is where they're going for lunch I, or where they're going to dinner i kind of love that not gonna lie i as do a, too but it's an like- earth sign i feel like i really connected with i wedding a i i want a reservation at dorcia for 8 30 I also do. <laughs> However, I'll take Barcadia if all else fails. I want the peanut butter soup. And there was also a swordfish meatloaf. Yes. I'm intrigued. I I wonder. Look, I love I, talking I, about food. So you God, that's why I really I think that's why the Asaga of Ice and Fire books really stuck with me. Because George knows how to describe food really well. And I was like, just keep going, please. I wonder, because I think I remember when I was reading the book, like, the food sounded real. Mm-hmm. Even though it was, like, ridiculous names. Like, what the fuck is swordfish meatloaf? Like, and, I wonder if yeah. they made up food items. And peanut butter soup. I mean, I know, like, there's African soups that put peanut butter in it. 
like there's a sweet like there's a sweet potato mm-hmm. peanut butter soup that I've had, but I've never just heard of peanut butter soup, so I don't no. know. I don't know. It sounds different. It sounds odd. But it's, look, I've listened to this like twice today, once in movie form, <laughs> once in book form. So I should be able to quote it. But you saying that about Earth Sign, I am not one to pinpoint anyone's Enneagrams. Like I, I usually, do, I'm not good at that. Mm-hmm. I don't know Enneagrams like that. I Myself, I'm an Enneagram four wing three, mm-hmm. but Patrick Bateman is also a four wing three. No way. And he, he ha- absolutely has to be because he and I are so f- <laughs> similar in you certain things yourself. because he always wants to be the best. Mm-hmm. He wants to stand out. Mm-hmm. He's a little competitive, which is where the wing three comes in. Okay. Um, he, I mean, yeah, he's a emo- he's emotional. You're gonna have to um, show me how to do the enneagram. I've never done it. Really? Mm-hmm. But yeah. So um, anyway, um, enneagram four is the individualist, and Patrick Bateman, he his whole thing is he wants to be the best just because it's status. Mm -hmm. But I just, I don't know. I feel like in the music thing, like I just feel like he and I are similar and I'm afraid to admit it, but here I am. I, I would also be afraid to admit it. I'm not going to lie, but I love, I don't even know like if it's okay to say you love Patrick Bateman, but I do. I just, I don't know this character. I think this is almost more of like a dark comedy than a horror movie too. Cause it's yes. so, it's so funny. It's ridiculous. I think it's supposed to be like, I don't know, commentary on like the excess of the eighties. Yeah. Like he's striving to be, cause no one pays attention to him. People confuse him for other people all the time. He doesn't stand out in any way. He's desperately trying to, which I think is why he starts killing people. Mm-hmm. And that's also an Enneagram 4's worst nightmare. Mur- I was about to say murder. Is that in the Enneagram 4? No. <laughs> Look, <laughs> if we really dug into ourselves, we would all relate to a serial killer every now and I, then. Okay? I totally agree. I get, I get it. I do. We just don't like I, to admit it. I am feel going a to a little bit like Charles Manson sometimes. <laughs> I totally, totally get it. Alt leader? Yeah. Or just crazy man with a guitar in the desert with a harem of weird women. Oh my god, yeah. that's a whole. That's, that's a, a whole, whole story. Episode. Yeah, <laughs> but that's exactly. I swear to God, I, it's so weird how much like I just. I don't know. I've never wanted to kill anybody. I will say that. I'm but... glad. <laughs> um, have you ever felt? that a atm is speaking to you and telling you to feed it a cat by chance no okay so we're okay for now we're okay for now we'll check yeah. back in a little while later um i so yeah the basically like you were saying he no one knows who he is really yeah um and that again that's a worse nightmare for someone like him he wants to stand out he wants to be successful he wants to be important he Mm -hmm. it's so weird to me how he's engaged but yet he just dates at the same time yeah and I don't know if this is just like this is the I think this is just the lifestyle of these people like Mm -hmm. 
all they, I mean, like you said, all they do is make reservations for dinner. They eat and it's all status. Like this Mm -hmm. is garbage. Like what is, what is swordfish steak? It's just a status. It's a restaurant with weird food that nobody else Mm -hmm. is doing. And it's, uh, you know, if you can get a reservation there, like you are somebody. Yes. So it's just making reservations, going to parties, getting into clubs, doing drugs. And then I swear they don't do anything at work. None of them do anything. No. All they do is show each other their business cards or like talk to them. So I don't know what they do. It just sounds, it looks like the most boring life just to have to look like you have a life. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. And that's why. That's on know, capitalism. And I think that was kind of why he hated Paul Allen, Jared Leto's yes. characters, because he first of all, didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. And second of all, he could get into Dorcia. He, yeah. he was, he had the best case at work or whatever. Like he was better than Patrick and Patrick yeah. didn't like that. So he killed him. And that is one of the Maybe. best scenes Maybe ever. Maybe he killed him. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. We don't There's know. that. You're going to have to explain that to me because I've watched this movie so many times and I never quite understand. So it is really vague. And I think even in the book, it's more, it's plays more to he's just fantasizing about murdering mm-hmm. people. He's not actually, I think in the book, maybe it's, he doesn't actually kill anyone. I can't yeah. remember. Maybe I don't remember. But I think he kills it, several people. He kills he does a couple kill girls. And, yeah. yeah. He does kill like a homeless person. He definitely kills mm-hmm. them. I don't think he's killing the people in his office because that's just too yeah obvious. But uh, he does kill some people but i think like paul allen it's either he does kill him and his lawyer is because at the end of the movie he's like oh i just talked to paul allen or i just had lunch with him in italy 10 days ago mm-hmm. he's not dead so either his lawyer's like covering for him or paul allen is actually still alive i don't know yeah but he starts using paul's apartment Mm-hmm. And I think in the book, it's because he has bodies in his apartment and yeah. it's getting disgusting. So he has Ugh. to go use Paul's apartment while he's out of the country. Um, but yeah, he. I think he just, I think he's schizophrenic because he does hallucinate. Um, he's definitely got like um, uh, borderline personality disorder, mm-hmm. uh, narcissism. He's got probably got like a bunch of problems. Oh yeah, definitely narcissist. But he does take medication so he is aware of it and he does attempt to have some sort of like control over it not nearly enough though i mean Mm -hmm. i don't think he ever sees a therapist but i think his schizophrenia like breaks at some point and he really thinks he killed all these people this movie is just Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just it's i don't want to say it's a warm hug but it's I was gonna say that too not a warm hug but I was gonna say this is like a comfort watch yes it is it is it's like a Sunday morning movie and I've said that a few times but I would watch this after watching I totally agree yeah it's it's a fun watch Mm -hmm. I love the characters I mean we just talked about it's a wonderful knife and it being so like everyone is so 2D and boring. Mm-hmm. Every side character in American Psycho is a fully blown out 3D person. And I love all the side characters. And the thing is, is like, 
yes, they t- like it's so mundane what's going mm-hmm. on in this movie. And do you need to know the details of this and that and like what they're wearing and what they're eating? No, but it just it works. Yeah, but we do need to know because that's what they care about. Yeah. Like I need to know that that was a what was it the um the overnight bag he had that body in it was a Jean-Paul Gaultier. Yes. Like we have to know that because oh, it's important. Get that overnight bag. Yeah, oh my god. Just so stupid. Oh, uh, there were so many companies that would not allow their brands to be used in this movie because of yeah. reasons like that there was a body yeah. in that bag they don't want their brands associated like calvin yeah. he was supposed to wear calvin klein underwear because he's like thank god half nude for half this movie he he did a lot of work it out that body's a gift i mean yeah mm-hmm. he did and he then- did work he did patrick bateman's regimen for skincare as well uh, which that's so funny I to me. He love did it his skincare routine. Um, I'm it's really, I'm really in my, um, taking care of my withering, crusty <gasps> face. <laughs> Say withering husk of a skin suit. That's yes. how I feel. Yes. So I'm like, hmm, that's a great idea. Use two different cleansers. Yeah, anyway. you got an oil cleanse, and you got to do your your. And then the mask. Oh, that was such um, a perfect. Yes. Yes. Scene. And I Googled mm-hmm. the same ice pack that he wore while he was working out because I think that's brilliant. <laughs> Did you buy it? No, but it's in my <laughs> Amazon cart. That's so funny. Because I Kendall, could put that on my face like, while I brush my teeth and like it depuffs me. It's brilliant. Yeah. You're in like a, a Patrick Bateman, Bateman Renaissance era. Look. I thought about that on the way home. I know that I really, truly fixate on things. Mm -hmm. And I do not want this to be one of those because- I think it needs to be, I'm going to encourage this. I think you need to make a sticker that says I'm in my Patrick Bateman era. (laughs) Because with like a video, oh, you already have, you have a video type. Mm -hmm. I I bought that one for Yes, you did. Yes. (laughs) I was inspired- um, to make that what the last time I watched this movie with Shane, I paused it and I was like, I need to do this. And he's like, that's a great idea. And then I did it. And so my story of how I first watched this movie was it was probably seven years ago is mm-hmm. when we were living in new Orleans and, um, it was around Halloween and Hulu had, um, they always have like Halloween movies to watch or whatever. Yeah. And this was one of them. And I was home alone and I was like, I've never seen this. I, I need to see this. Let's watch it. And I watched it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not a Halloween movie, it's but I not. love watching it around that time of year because it's like, again, it's comforting. Yeah. I don't know. No, I feel you. And I like yeah. most of the movie is indoors so yeah, yeah it is like it's cold outside we're inside this it still has that feel mm-hmm. i mean it is it's a christmas movie <laughs> if we want to go there yeah um <laughs> we could have put that on our list damn it it would be like uh yeah i know well 
what do you want for Christmas this year? And don't say breast implants again. Love this movie so much. This movie is endlessly quotable too. I have like a section on my notes for my favorite quote, and I couldn't even like I can't pick one. I couldn't pick one. This the entire script of this whole movie is my favorite quote. You know something that he repeats so much in the book, and I swear to God, I'm not even that far into it. No one has died yet. Oh, he says hard bodies. That's he. There's a hard body behind the bar. The yeah, hard body. I guess it's like, to, yeah, I guess that's just the word maybe that was used in the 80s to describe a hot person, a hard body. Hard body. I love him. He's he's ridiculous. He's insane, and I love him. <laughs> it's, and I think Brett Easton Ellis said he modeled Patrick Bateman after his father. Which just worries me about Brett's mm-hmm. home life growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a fantastic writer, though. I really do love the book. I love the way it's written. I just cannot. I'm I not bored, cannot, and I should be. Yeah. So I just cannot stand the the repetitive yeah. music chapters. I'll probably enjoy that, but yeah, yeah, because you care about the facts. Yeah, that he talks about. Yeah, yeah. Again we're See? we're very similar um you mentioned it just in passing but can you mm. go deeper into the tom cruise thing oh about yeah the character so a couple of things so tom cruise was i want to say he was the initial choice give me one second because it was first mentioned optioned in the book yes he was also mentioned I have, I have gotten that far okay so Patrick Bateman actually lives in the same apartment building as Tom Cruise and he runs into him in the elevator and tells him he loved him in Bartender, which is um, him misremembering that Tom Cruise was in Cocktail. Um, I just really love thinking about that scene because I think about how much it would actually piss off Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And it would um, embarrass Patrick so much. Yes. It just makes and probably piss him off too because he was corrected. Mm -hmm. But see, I know how he feels. I I know, get it. You're too, um, you're too in line with Patrick right now. I don't like it. That's why I told you I cannot fixate on this. Johnny Depp was the first that was attached. That's what it was. So it was first optioned in 1991, and Johnny Depp was attached. Okay, 1991, Johnny Depp though. Yeah. But I just, it's not the same, like, not as good as, is. and then that fell through. And then David Cronenberg was supposed to direct with Brad Pitt as Bateman. Mm, his range isn't deep no, enough for me. Absolutely not. He still, it still pisses me off that he was Louie in Interview with a Vampire. I, I don't like his acting. I'm not a big fan of Brad Pitt. Me neither. Me neither. And then Ewan McGregor was also supposed to be. Interesting. He was was offered the role. And then Leo, of course, was Mm -hmm. offered the role. He demanded some crazy salary, which. 20 million. 21 million. Three times as much as what Christian Bale got. And then the movie only made like 34 million. So they they did come out on top. Yeah, I think Christian. they came out on top financially and with the best option for Absolutely. the actor. Like, well, he really did his research. 
You know, yeah. he spoke to the author and he just did he all read this. the book. Uh, yeah. He, like I said, he's method. He completely just threw himself into being Patrick, which I'm sure made him uns- insufferable to be around. Um, And then, okay. So he based Bateman on Tom Cruise's interview with David Letterman in 1993 and Nick Cage's performance in Vampire's Kiss, which I can absolutely see Nick Cage in patrick's like it, when mania? he gets crazy yeah his mania that's what i was looking for absolutely absolutely <laughs> him running around covered in blood Dude. naked with those white sneakers yes and the fucking chainsaw yeah is one of my favorite things because he goes from calmly crazy to fucking the shining crazy yes like here's Johnny. Like, legitimately scary. Like mm-hmm. he's scary. So good. I love it. I guess I have to stop talking about it now, but you don't. It's so good. I do love that the the one of the first things that he says in the movie is he tells someone not to be anti Semitic. Yes. And I'm just like Oh, what? Patrick's dating a girl from the ACLU. Yeah. Oh my god. And I'm like we're about to go down like a really deep hole of just a really hateful, sexist, misogynistic, homophobic man. Um, and well, he just also went out to be anti-Semitic. He also in the book says the F.A. word. Oh, yeah. That's multiple a few times, times in the movie as well. Uh, who Maybe it was it, the movie. Honestly, I. Oh, no, it's in the, the book is like yeah. he's way worse in the book. Like, yeah, I think it was more the racist. Book sexist homophobic xenophobic everything every Mm -hmm. phobic you can imagine Mm -hmm. is patrick bateman well how many times does he mention fucking donald trump is that ivana trump and that's yeah and that's in the movie like yeah in the book it's probably 10 times as well yeah and he's like oh just obsessed with status just Mm -hmm. obsessed with it yeah they want to be seen eating somewhere that donald trump is eating you gotta go to mcdonald's for that I I don't know. I'll update you on the show when I'm done with the book. Yeah, please let me let me know. All right. So what's your first pick? Um, I think we're gonna talk about the cell first. Okay. Um let me make my screen smaller. Come on. This was a weird ass movie. Uh yeah, it is. I totally agree um and it's another one that kind of borders on the horror slash sci-fi slash crime thriller line i liked the crime thriller part of it yeah i like the serial killer aspect yeah liked the cast did -hmm. you like the art design and the costumes yes you know how i am with like things that aren't real you know like Mm -hmm. dreams and shit Mm-hmm. that bothers me but um vincent d'onofrio was fantastic Love him i so just much. finished the first season of daredevil <gasps> um he's so good as kingpin he's so good yeah he's just a great he actor kind of overacts as kingpin but it works and uh, yeah because it's a comic book character i think it really does work he's great him. he I was great him. if and... you're gonna over deliver in a role it's that's not one that's bad to do it yeah i agree and yeah he's great and he is first and foremost always thor from 
Adventures in Babysitting. I have that is who I named my first car that. after. That's so funny. I didn't know that. And I named I... my first car after Thor. It was not Thor God of Thunder. It was Thor from Adventures in Babysitting. That's so funny. <laughs> now I have to go back and watch that movie because I I may have never known that actually. That really? That was Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Shane told me that. I wouldn't have known well, it. I like I have to go. Oh my god. How did I not know that? That's wild. I know. I know. I love Vincent D'Onofrio. I know. He's so great. I love Adventures in Babysitting. I'm sorry. I totally uh, hijacked your, your stuff. Let's talk my, about No, my, my brain just went somewhere else. Um, This one was also from the year 2000. Okay. Part of the century. I think this one really has the early 2000s feel. Like, mm-hmm. to a T. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the cast has a lot to do with it. The effects, yeah, are the fuzzy. Effects, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're a little, they're early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, the synopsis: uh, An FBI agent pursues a social work persuades a social worker who is adept with a new experimental technology to enter the mind of a comatose serial killer in order to learn where he has hidden his latest kidnapped victim. The tagline is, his mind is her prison. Uh, this is directed by Tarsim Singh. He is probably one of my favorite directors. Um, this is his directorial debu- debut. He also directed Mirror Mirror, which you may have seen. That's the Snow White one. with. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's his movie. Uh, Immortals. Wait, which... he directed that? That's random. Yeah, I know. Uh, be, but he used the same costume designer, so all the costumes are going to be similar. Tracks. Um, Immortals with Henry Cavill. I fucking love that movie. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's about Mm-mm. the... Um, it's like a, a Greek god. Oh my god, you have to see Immortals. And Mickey Rourke is in it. Um, what's his face from Twilight Emmett? Is oh, in okay. it. He plays Poseidon. Good yeah. choice. Good it is choice. a weird, it's a weird choice. Um, and then he directed the fall, which yeah. with Lee Pace, I I adore that movie. I wish we could squeeze it in somewhere that I could talk about it, but it's not horror related at all. Um, the makeup artist, um, one of the makeup artists is Greg Nicotero. I don't know if you remember me saying he worked on The Walking Dead. Um, he did a lot of the makeup in this movie. Uh. Notable cast. Mm-hmm. J-Lo. Miss Jennifer Lopez. Jenny from the Block. I'll get into her later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. she was a choice. Uh, Vince Vaughn. Also a choice. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. I think yeah. was the perfect choice. He was great, yeah. Which in this IMDb, he and Vince Vaughn next to each other kind of look like. They could be related. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think about it. They they favor in those pictures. I don't know if that's good or bad for either one of them. I don't Um, (laughs) um, Dylan Baker is also in this, who we just saw in Trick or Treat. He was, that was nice. Yes, (laughs) it was. Um, And then the costume designer, uh, Aiko Ishioka. She passed away in 2012, but she also did the 
costumes from Mirror Mirror, The Fall, and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh. Um, so I don't know if you noticed the suits that they put on when they're mm-hmm. going into the mine. Though that's that's Dracula's armor. That's that's the same suit. They reused some of the costumes oh, from cool. Dracula. Yeah. I didn't that know that. That suit was cool. Oh, it's I don't please don't get me started on Dracula. I cannot we will be here all night. I there's not well Keanu Reeves is the flaw in that movie. I was gonna say there isn't a flaw in that movie, but there's Keanu Reeves, so whatever. Anyway. It's usually him or it's not him. You know what I mean? Exactly. He's, like he's either usually yeah. Why you watch the movie or he ruined the movie. Same so. with Brendan Fraser and I'll die on that oh hill. Oh my god, I know. I love oh, him. I do too. But but I love Brendan. Also, one more notable cast. Who? <laughs> Lizzie McGuire's little brother oh. played young uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. I didn't whatever. even realize that was him. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, I'm a Lizzie girl. And I was like, I... is that Matt? Oh, my God. That's so funny. I only I watched Lizzie McGuire, too, but like not. I didn't pay that much attention, obviously, because I did not yeah. recognize him well, at all. He had like blonde. He had weird hair, blonde hair. Yeah, he had that weird like bowl cut. I don't know. Yeah, it was it the was bowl cut. The it took me a minute hair. to realize who he was. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't know that. Fun. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this movie, I'm trying to like make my feelings concise about this i really i picked this one because i really feel like one i don't know where else i would have put this in a category and it's one of my like favorite i don't want to keep saying done it in serial killers yeah i guess i could have put it in there but it's so bizarre like i feel like it needs like it's it's something more than a serial killer you know what i mean and i feel like it's it really does like fit the early tooth. I feel like it just. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's that more than anything. If we yeah. were to put it into like any category, um, just first of all, the like the whole idea of the movie is so insane. Like, at what do you really think? And I think like the the maybe like the serial killer or like the cop movies and TV shows from like the nineties and early two thousands really made us think that the FBI would come look for us. If we were kidnapped by someone, mm-hmm. the FBI would not be wasting their time to do and money to do any of this. Um, I do think that like the technology that's used is really interesting. Mm-hmm. The, um, the therapist going into the mind of her patient to see like their inner child or just to get an idea of where their actual issues are and work with them on their their issues that way and i think mm-hmm. is yes i think she didn't she primarily work, work with children yeah and I so it's so. hard for children to like vocalize their their issues and mm-hmm. so yeah um and then of course when the fbi gets a hold of something um it's you know you're going straight to serial killers um i saw really i really liked that aspect of it i love dream dream worlds um i don't know why it bothers me i would love to like discuss that somehow i don't know like i feel like i need to talk to a therapist about it or something like why do i hate it so much right and you don't like dreaming either i don't like dreaming right this is me off yeah is it a control issue? 
probably. Yeah. Well, not like in a negative well, f- way, but I like. I feel, I feel too much. So in my dreams, uh, I feel either weird or creeped out or you know sometimes I'm mad in my dreams and I wake Mm -hmm. up and I had a fight with a friend and like yeah it it wasn't real or like my husband cheats on me in my dream or I cheat on him or something Mm -hmm. yeah so like for someone who daydreams a lot and like has an active imagination I don't love that yeah and I don't know what it is years ago, my dad and I were, we're huge watchers of little house in the prairie when I was little. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about an episode and it was like a dream episode. And my dad's like, I don't want to watch that one. I don't like dreams. I don't like dream episodes. And I'm like, that's weird. And now I'm that person. And so weird, I guess because it's fake and I don't want to waste my time. Like, yeah, I can't get that. Like, I know, like, when, uh, like, a movie ends up being, like, oh, it was all a dream. Like, uh, I know that pisses a lot of people off. Um, It doesn't make me super bad. But see, I get it. There's a line. Because, mm-hmm. like, oh, they were dead the whole time. Or, oh, he imagined this. Or, like, there was an episode of Buffy where she was like comatose. And then Mm -hmm. there was like an alternate reality where she was in a mental hospital Mm -hmm. and her parents were both still uh, together and alive. And she was imagining the reality she knows. And she basically had to choose either the reality she knows or Uh the other reality. And she chose the other reality this reality would be gone. She wouldn't be the slayer, but it's like, and I love that because in your mind, you're like, did she choose the right one or the wrong one? Like, Mm -hmm. which is the real one. So that's different, but like just straight up, like having a dream where there's like, you know, multiple faces of people, like a fucking spy kids movie. Like, I just love that shit. I don't, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't like. I, I do wonder what that is. Yeah, me too. I don't. I don't get like, that because I, I love just art like, and I love creative yeah, stuff. And that's why I I think I love it so much because it's like, oh my god, like whose imagination put that together? Like I love that. Yes, I, I don't like weird, uncomfy things, and sometimes mm-hmm. that makes me uncomfy. I don't know. Do you not like surrealist art? Hmm. Like, I would need examples. Like Salvador Dali, you know, his famous like melting clock painting or. I don't think I do. Um, no, that my, cause I think it, if you don't like dreamy things, I would, I feel like that kind of art would make you have the same feeling. Yeah. Mm. Well, speaking of art. Interesting. Um, A lot of artists have their either work show not showcase in this movie but um a tarsum took inspiration from a lot of artists i don't know if you know who damien hurst is so i think i saw this movie at a really pivotal time in my life i must have seen it like right after i came out of dvd this would have been another movie that christy snuck to me mm-hmm. that i watched with my oh, head this is a dad movie too yeah it is isn't it the whole like cop serial killer thing anyway yep yeah i hate her though so whatever um but so i think when i saw this i was at such a um an impressionable time in my life 
where I was actually like starting to see the real world. So this movie like gave me a lot of weird obsessions. Like um uh, this director for one. I mm-hmm. love everything he does. Um White German Shepherds. I didn't know they existed. And that is just a beautiful dog. I love that dog. And I want one. Um and Damien Hurst, who is a I don't even know how to describe this. He's an artist. Um, no longer obsessed with him because he's a hack. But the scene where she goes to pet the horse and the the glass slides come yes. down and like not dissect, but like because it, it chops them into so many pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, the horse. That was actually an art piece that Damien did. He Oh. Uh yeah, so it's an actual was a living horse. Um and it he's got it between panes of glass. Uh, I guess he's like a sculpt a sculptor. I don't know. He had another piece with like a a shark that was in formaldehyde. He just does he does weird stuff and I used to be obsessed with him. But I found out who he was from this movie. Yeah. Um and this movie was only greenlit because of the success of the silence of the lambs and uh the sixth sense before it and so i guess they kind of saw that people actually wanted to see dad movies that were a little gross so um this was i like serial killer stuff i used to watch mm -hmm, csi as a young kid with my parents and that's like a gateway to serial like true yes. crime shit and serial killer stuff yeah. and just like seeing seeing a movie from a perspective of the serial killer like you mm-hmm. see him as he's doing the things yes and then you know on the other side as well is really cool i yeah. like stuff like that and then seeing like him as a child and kind of where his habits come from mm-hmm. and the things that he says come from that then he's such a fucking weird person in this movie oh my god i have a friend i won't say her name because i don't know if she's embarrassed about this at yet in her life she never has been but she might be she had the biggest thing for vincent d'onoprio in this movie like i i i kind of get it i get it, it. I I guess. it. if you're at all kinky the yeah. Uh, links on his back mm-hmm. i guess he's yeah she really loved the scene where he had the like mud horns like his hair was in horns and he was wearing like a, a skirt like that was it for her for like every man has been ruined by vincent d'onofrio in this movie um and freddy krueger so <laughs> i just I don't know. He terrifies me so much in this movie, especially when he's got like his like king outfit on when he yes. does the the evil worm that thing. Was, like he has no eyebrows. That was scary. Really fucking freaks. He scares me. Yeah, and he I'm was... not not scare roused. Like scared. I oh scare roused. I like that. Yeah, scare roused. This he weirdly carried this movie, and he, he didn't. Did have a whole lot his performance was essential because he didn't speak a lot either (laughs) no no but he's like so emotive i don't know so his wife actually wouldn't sleep with him in the same bed for like two weeks after this movie was made so i'm wondering if she saw 
his performance or if he was like method yeah and brought this home because if i saw my husband do all that shit i wouldn't sleep with him either so Mm -hmm. i don't blame her yeah um but i feel like his performance is necessary because i just really don't i don't feel jennifer lopez in this movie she she has a place in film and it's not in something like this i it just thought she was trying to be so small and so like cute little me and so i don't know <sighs> yeah she I can't be small and quiet she's a beautiful woman she's and she, she's j-lo like she's she, mm-hmm. and you know what props for like uh, you know for trying to play this part because it's an insane like character i just i don't think she was the right choice um so tarsum wanted julianne moore to play her character but the studio wanted a fan of her me neither uh but i would she's she'd be more believable to me as a child psychologist than jennifer lopez agreed well it's kind of in the same vein as clarice you know so that's probably why they thought of her what yep you're right. I didn't even think about that. That's probably mm-hmm. exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. So Tarsum, I have a couple of quotes that talks about the uh, Jennifer Lopez in this movie and what he thinks about it. Uh, he said, what the studio was talking about was doing this with what we would call in Bollywood a diva. I said, oh, like Jennifer Lopez? And they said, yes. And I said, no, I mean, like Jennifer Lopez. And they said, yes, her. (laughs) I said, okay. So just say anybody like that who is not what you would consider a doctor to be and you'd go into this particular world with. And then in the testing, people were critiquing J-Lo as a shrink. But my idea was, if you'll come to see a movie with J-Lo as a shrink, have I got a fucking movie for you? So if you're coming to see a movie where you don't buy J-Lo as a shrink, then you're in the wrong movie. So I don't really know if he like did or didn't like her being in the movie. Yeah, I'm confused by the wording. Me too. Um, and this is like a direct quote. Like I pulled it from an interview. So um, I mean, he's Indian, I believe. So I don't know. Maybe there's like a little bit lost in translation. But I she almost yeah, also I did not have any chemistry with Vince Vaughn. Oh, zero, none. Not and then when they all. tried to like make that happen at the end of the movie, I was like, what are we doing? Please stop and it. And he was not terrible. No, he was not he's good. Vince Vaughn. He was he was bland. I don't even know if he was Vince Vaughn. He was just like Yeah, you're right. Pretty white. Like, good. was this his first acting job? Like this was No, very I'm pretty bland. sure he did like um oh geez, what are those? The ones in Vegas. Now I'm curious. What had he done before this? Oh, he was Norman Bates in Psycho in 1998. Oh, shit. I forgot about that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And Hayes was in that. And then he was in Lost World, Jurassic Park. Swingers was the one I was thinking of. That was Swingers. in 1996. He was in Rudy. Rudy. Um, okay, so he's been around. Yeah, I but just... like bit parts. Yeah. 21 Jump Street um Uh, okay 
but yeah i think this was maybe his like beginning of getting into to mainstream lead roles i guess okay. and just i think vince vaughn is just always gonna shine in a comedic role yeah like, he's always. he's not my favorite but when yeah. i watch him and things there's he has a place i really liked him in freaky yeah i did um, too i really really yeah. actually loved him in that he did in a that great role. job yes it freaky. was that was a perfect movie for him yeah yeah there's other ones but that's one i can think of yeah i really liked him that one yeah i mean all in all i love this movie i mean i also have nostalgia attached to it so um i understand if it's not i do wonder what i would think of it if i'd just seen it like now yeah shane Um, wanted to watch it with me but timing didn't work but he was intrigued um probably because of vincent d'onofrio if i'm being honest with you and then honestly sci-fi yeah like i love just weird movies and so yeah i think if i did like see it now for the first time i probably would still love it um but if you're only watching it because vincent d'onofrio then that's perfectly fine Mm -hmm. i think i think he'll love it i think i agree like he carried it for me he's the reason that i and he loves dad movies too so he'll (laughs) love the dad movie aspect it's a serial killer every dad movie you've made me watch i've been like i think you'll like this babe yeah (laughs) i've really just like i've really just accepted this part of my personality that you revealed to me i didn't know it's not a bad thing it's just movies i would watch with my dad and that's comforting i totally get it like and i watched uh, i finally watched all quiet on the western front the other day which is a World War One movie, and it like changed my life. Really, it was so. I haven't stopped thinking about it. It's been <sighs> like almost two weeks, and I love when movies do that. Oh, it's so good. But it's a dad movie, so I don't know. I don't know if you want to do that one. Yeah, I don't do war movies. That's not really my thing. It was just, oh my god, I don't know. Uh, that's a whole. Not- yeah, I need to speak to a therapist about that. I don't know what it is about world war one and world war two battle movies you know everyone has something they enjoy i love dysfunctional families mm-hmm. and i love anything family like mm-hmm. i used to read these books it was like based on like prairie times it wasn't little house on the prairie but it was like love comes softly or something i know yeah yes. i know of those books yes yeah. and they like it was just, like a Christian romance series. Yeah. Yeah. I believe I had it a was. friend. I had a friend who read all those. Yes. Um, but God, like was... they talked a lot about her. Like she had a bunch of babies because that's what they did back then. And then like, yeah. you know, this family had kids and this family and like, it just like growing and like, I don't know. Something about that is just interesting to me. Do you like, know what book you would love? You would love. Um... Oh, Jesus Christ. It just fell out of my head uh the dark water um black water it's black water the complete saga by michael mcdowell it's like a um horror-ish series that spans generations of this family in the south i love that Um, i love generational shit yeah i really liked i really loved this book if you i think if you do the audiobook because i think it's like three books but the Mm -hmm. audiobook is all three in one cool because it's the saga um and you just listen to the whole story it's so good you would love it i got a bunch of stuff on sale the other day like some novellas and stuff for like a dollar what 
I was like, I should have, I should text you. I don't know why I didn't. Yeah. It's because Thanksgiving had me in like a weird fog. Yeah, I've been in a fog for a month. A year. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I get. It. But yeah, I, I mean, so did you enjoy it? I As, did. Okay. I did enjoy it. I'm okay if I don't ever watch it again, but if Mm -hmm. I watched it with like Shane. Yeah, I'm interested to see what Shane thinks about it too. Yeah, I think he, I actually think he would like it. He'd be like, that's Mm -hmm. weird as fuck, but he (laughs) would enjoy, he loves detective stuff Mm -hmm. and he likes Vincent D'Onofrio and it's an interesting. Check, check, check. Yeah, it's an interesting concept too. Sci-fi. So yeah. Yeah, I liked it. good i'm glad Mm -hmm. that makes me happy so are you ready to talk about our next one i am so ready i am so ready because i could not remember if you told me that this was your first time watching this movie and i thought it was and i honestly think this is like a pivotal movie it is a pivotal movie it like, needs to be on our list that we'll never absolutely. make that we talk about every every episode it. it is the list of movies that like a check i would say it's like a checklist if you want to watch you know the bullet point movies mm-hmm. of horror this would probably be on there and this yeah, is I- one i had never seen it is the others it's 2001 and it's starring Nicole Kidman. I'll go down the rest of the cast in a minute. Yeah. Um. I see 2001. I was young, so I wasn't like watching horror movies really. Mm-hmm. Um. But like this movie has always been talked about, and I've for somehow avoided spoilers my whole it's life. It's a literal miracle. Like, it's like Sixth Sense, when Sixth Sense came out, everyone talked about that. Yep. I've never seen that movie, and really? I know everything about it. I didn't see it for the longest, longest time because pretty much as soon as the movie came out, it was spoiled because everyone it, yes. started making fun of it. And that was in 1999 when, yeah, before you know, the internet, before well, the internet, not before, but yeah, yeah before no, I know memes. what you mean, before TikTok, <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah before memes and like it so considering and that's why i've never seen it i just i'd rather watch other things yeah um but this i knew there was a twist yeah but i didn't know what the twist was um and i didn't necessarily guess it um so yeah okay so 2001 right um it is directed by alejandro amen amenabar amenabar yeah written by him as well yeah um it stars nicole kidman i'll talk about her in a minute um christopher eccleston who is also the ninth doctor if you're yes oh yeah you're right and he was in thor too Mm -hmm. he was the villain Fanola fucking Flanagan. Mm-hmm. I love this woman. Yeah. She's incredible. Yeah. I love it when she pops up in things. <sighs> she was in Lost. She's mm-hmm. creepy in Lost. She's creepy in this. She's, She's creepy in everything. Like everything. subtly. 
yes mm. like she's scary like you don't yeah. want to mess with her no like you think she's gonna like put a spell on you or something poison your tea she's fantastic um okay anyway um <laughs> the kids alakina Mon and james bentley um i haven't really seen them in anything else but they were also um she didn't do a whole lot but they were fantastic i thought they were pretty good kid actors and i get children actors and i i liked them i thought they were great yeah nicole kidman she i just i don't know when I I don't get excited for movies mm-hmm. that she's in, but I when that. I watch them, I realize how good she is. That's yeah. how I feel. She feels like almost like Meryl Streep to me in the way that it's I don't know how to explain it, but it's like yeah, duh, she's an amazing actress. Like she I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I'm going to go into a movie and be surprised by a the. I don't know how to explain this. Yeah, I know. I know what you're trying to say. I don't know how to explain it either. She's she's one of those. To me, she's in the same category as like Christian Bale, Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sandra Bullock. Like you're you're going to the movie for them. Yeah, and you know that they're going to do an amazing job. Yeah, and it's it's almost like you've already seen the movie. Yeah, because I know she's not going to screw it up for me. Yeah. So, and you know, I watched her in the I Love Lucy movie that she did, mm-hmm. and I was pissed that she did not win that act that Oscar until really? I watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye and realized oh. that mm-hmm. Jessica Chastain killed she it. it. Yeah, yeah, she did. Um, but anyway, Nicole Kidman's fantastic. Mm-hmm. She almost didn't want to do this movie because yeah. she just came out of doing moulin rouge i fucking love that movie so much me too oh my god just it had a uh, hold on me in high school my friends and i show cold Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh i used to listen to the soundtrack all the time all fucking time all the fucking time so good um but she wanted she didn't want to do something dark like that was vivacious and colorful and musical and this was the complete opposite the opposite yeah um Thank God she did because uh, yeah, I thought she, she was, was fantastic. So good for this role. I hated the character, but yeah. I felt bad for her at the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, so the plot I totally skipped on. In 1945, immediately following the end of Second World War, a woman who lives with her two photosensitive children on her darkened old family estate in the Channel Islands becomes convinced that the home is haunted. Okay. So she lives there with her two kids. Her husband's in the war, and he's, I think he's MIA. Like he's it's MIA, been a long, yeah. yeah. They, they haven't heard from him, and because the war's over. Yeah, yeah. It's like a year and a half, and she hasn't heard anything about him. Yeah. Um. So this group of people come. It's Vanilla Flanagan, a man and a mute girl, mm-hmm. and they come and they're like, "We're here to help you with your house." And she's like, great. So she's like, my kids can't be in sunlight. So all the curtains have to be drawn at all times. Mm -hmm. All doors have to be closed before they enter another one. Mm -hmm. All these rules. She's very strict with them. Extremely. 
the little, even. the little girl uh, kind of challenges her. I think mm-hmm. she favors her son a little. Um, that's just an opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also think because she can't baby the girl anymore. I think yeah. she, she can't control a little bit her of like, as much. Yeah. It's almost like, oh, I was going to say Munchausen, but that's not what it is. Like she. I was wondering about this photosensitive thing. Yeah. Which. Well, immediately. I'm like, both kids have it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, something's up. Well, it's an extremely rare condition. This is a haunted house movie, I guess. Um, you know, the the kids start saying that they see people. Fanola Flanagan sees people. Nicole Kidman starts seeing people. And um, the little girl starts seeing a little boy named Victor. And it's just weird. And then... You know, all this weird stuff starts happening and Fanola Flanagan and her posse start acting weird. It is a posse. It is a yeah, posse. they get really sinister. They it do. It takes like a a weird turn. Well, you're like, like, they're in on something. Yeah. And this is called The Others. So it's yes. like, who's The Others? Yeah. I was just expecting the ghosts. It was going to be them. Yeah. At one point, I thought they were like, I don't know, so, trying to take over the home. When they hide, at one point, Fenella Flanagan and Mr. Tuttle hide the gravestones. Yes. I was like, the children are dead. Yeah. That's what I thought. The kids mm-hmm. are dead. That's That, that was my, my thought process. And then her husband shows up, mm-hmm. and that whole thing was weird. And then the little girl tells him about something crazy that their mom did. She went mad. Yeah. So you don't know what it is. Yeah. They keep referring to like a day. Yes. That mommy an went incident. mad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An, like incident. an incident. Well, going forward, um, <laughs> they describe these people. Like at one point she draws like a picture of a man, a mm-hmm. woman, a woman who can't, who ha- doesn't have eyes and a little boy mm-hmm. and the little boy's Victor. And then later, like they're trying to figure out who the others are. And like these mm-hmm. intruders is what Fanola Flanagan's yeah. are saying. And they do find out later that Fanola Flanagan and her, let's see how many times I can say that fucking name. I'm impressed that you have said <laughs> her first last name without being tongue twisted one time i'm just i'm not saying nothing i'm fully impressed her and her posse are dead yeah nicole kidman finds that out they're dead so at this point i'm like what yeah so they're dead and the children find that out so what's going on yeah it's a roller coaster of a plot oh my god and then finola flanagan comes and she's like the intruders are inside and you're like what the fuck the ghosts like what what are you talking about right and then you discover this basically almost like a seance Mm -hmm. it's the lady who can't see a man and a woman and who is michelle fairley by the way yes yeah (laughs) yes it is yeah oh i was like that's kind of (laughs) yeah um yes that was exciting i know Um, i love seeing her too so they were so the the woman without eyes is basically a psychic yes and the man and the woman and their son victor live in the house and are being haunted by ghosts and those ghosts 
are Nicole Kidman and her children because they are all dead. Was flabbergasted the first time I saw this movie. Like, I don't know why I didn't see that from a mile. I could, I never would have guessed. Did you? So no. So I was like, the kids are dead. Like Mm -hmm. that's kind of a common thing. Probably not before this movie, but I was like, the kids are dead. But then, right? Because they have the weird like skin thing they can't be in the light yes that makes sense but the way they revealed this mm-hmm. was that then they are like, not being haunted they are haunted they are them. the haunt and every time she opens and closes a door or shuts a curtain these poor people are in this house being haunted by her coast her ghost slamming doors and shutting curtains Do you and- imagine how many times they probably heard her keys jingle oh my god i didn't even think about the doors being closed mm-hmm. missy yeah and then the woman's like we have to get victor out of here he says he's seen the girl and talked to the girl and like the girl said the same thing about victor because we thought victor was a ghost it's wild and honestly i i'm surprised that this twist like or this like ghost concept hasn't been used more because it's so fucking smart like they're being haunted by living people because they don't realize they're dead i don't know how many times i can say it like it's so fantastic it's so good by the way they're dead because nicole kidman (gasps) oh yeah that's the her husband died in the war which i have a question about that i'll double back on um she smothered her children yes and then shot herself shot shot herself yeah Yeah. she shot herself because at one point she picks up the gun because she's convinced there's intruders in the home and she like picks it up and then she kind of like looks at it for a minute Mm -hmm. like i think she had like a familiar yeah that's when she like started to remember maybe so my question about the husband how did Mm -hmm. he come back if he was dead i'm not positive because that happens after like the events start to fall into place like they're dead when he comes back yeah um but he's alive or is he dead because the little girl said dad daddy died in the war yeah he's dead um Hmm. i'm not sure how that part comes to pass yeah maybe like the the caretaker sent for him maybe to like well and then he left which means he was probably moving on yeah like which is kind of fucked up but yeah but i mean if you had to live with crazy nicole kidman i you know and you're screaming children i'd leave too um i don't yeah i don't know i think maybe his ghost was summoned because she has to like these things have to happen and time needs to move on like Mm -hmm. they because the little girl is actually speaking to the psychic now and telling her yeah she's realizing she's dead and they need to move on yeah Um, that whole scene oh my god it was so i and the lead up to it like the music and like the tension and the dread that's built up and and then when she finally like walks into that room and they just like drop it on you like Mm -hmm. it was so well done oh so good so uh alejandro have you seen vanilla sky with tom cruise no um another super fucking weird movie but his vanilla sky is a remake of his movie 
open your eyes. Okay. Um. So he's just really good at this, like, I don't even know what you call it. I fucking love this movie. It was so, so much. good. Like, like it changed the chemistry of my brain. I yeah. know I say that a lot, but it totally did. Like it just like like a little. It's almost like a Tetris, like a little block fell yes. into place it's where like, it needed to. It's like something. Yeah, something was fixed in my brain yes. when I saw this movie. Fulfilled. I, yeah, an itch I didn't know I had. A yes. need I didn't know I had. Like yes. this movie <laughs> fits. Yeah, fits into a slot that can't be replaced by anything. Like. I started it late Friday night and then I finished it Saturday morning and then went to lunch with Caitlin Mm -hmm. and our friend Steph. And I was telling her about it and she has seen it. And I was like, Caitlin, I've never seen this movie until today. And (laughs) I'm like shook. Yeah. I feel like if we had seen the sixth sense without it being spoiled, maybe this is how it would have felt absolutely but like other even without the twist i think this movie still stands as an incredible like haunted house movie mm-hmm. like it's yeah, still- the whole time i was like why didn't we pick this for haunted house like this yeah is well there's a reason i mean we, we still could have it's still about val- i mean it is a haunted house mm-hmm. twice. i just it's mean we didn't twice. really pick a whole lot of good i i didn't, didn't pick good ones look it was episode two that was like an eternity ago like a month <laughs> but it was not we recorded that like a long time ago yeah so. that's true oh my god that's true that was like in the summer oh shit we were we recorded ago. slasher like in april yeah it was i think it was may wow so never mind it was a long time ago it was we matured time ago. we are completely different people then <laughs> we're probably different ages uh yeah i am yeah, yeah For sure. i am too yeah you are <laughs> it's good to know or older so and wiser said, yeah i'm older i don't know about wiser i do not feel any wiser so you said you loved nicole kidman in this role mm-hmm. she was not supposed to be the initial she was not the initial choice alejandro wanted emily watson and emily, I, watson. emily watson i feel like she would i don't want to say would have been a better choice but Nicole Kidman is such oh. a glamorous person. I don't like her. No? Mm-mm. I almost feel like Emily Watson's a little more, um, what's the word? Plain Jane? Just, yes. And yeah. Yes. I get what you mean by Nicole Kidman. She's like, it's like J-Lo. Like when yeah. you see her, you don't necessarily see the role she's playing, regardless of how good she is. You see Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And like I feel like she's she looks like a movie star no matter what you do to her. She's beautiful. Um and so I'm trying to like watch this movie in the Victorian era or not the Victorian era, it's World War II. Uh, I think Yeah, nineteen yeah. forty five. I'm trying Victorian era. The pictures are from the Victorian era. Yeah, yeah. Um so I'm trying to watch this movie about this this poor mother. Well, I don't think they're poor, but poor in spirit. Yes. With these kids and she just she just looks too beautiful um and i don't know if that's not really like a complaint i guess i just think when i think of emily watson in this role instead i'm like oh that feels more like a mom that would smother her children (laughs) maybe 
I I agree with you. I don't like her face. I don't I don't think I like she her, does, but she would fit this well. She has more of a 1945 face, maybe. I agree with what that. I'm thinking. I don't know. Um but yeah, I wouldn't replace Nicole. Hmm. Interesting. But the fact that you avoided spoilers for this movie is like it's a I'm gift. Still, I'm still shocked. It really like it's a gift to watch this for the first time and not know the the twist. I'm so it happy. Makes me giddy. Too. I was because like, and I I think when I texted you, I referenced like Six Sense and Shutter mm-hmm. Island. Yeah, when I'm pretty sure someone spoiled the Shutter Island thing for me. Oh, that sucks. Um, and then I like forgot it, and then when I watched it again, I was like, wait a minute. You know yeah. what I mean? And so like that kind of stuff, I, I hate when that kind of stuff is spoiled because I know. And people I, just love to spoil things. Like just Yeah, I had the uh prestige spoiled for me as well. Oh, come on. Uh, I love the prestige. Back in t- 2007 when it was still in theaters. Oh. I saw it in theaters and I overheard someone say he had a brother. That's like, such garbage it. because it's tried such to hide it, but I heard twist. it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry for anyone who has not seen the prestige. I just spoiled it for you, but <laughs> we could have picked the prestige for this, honestly, as well. I love that movie. Oh God, so good. God, that's such a good movie. It really is. Oh, that is that. And the Illusionist came out the same year. The same they were year. like warring magician back movies to back. Yeah, I don't think I saw the Illusionist. I did, just but. The feel. I will say I'm not a huge Chris Nolan fan, but I love the prestige. I fight, not actually fight, but I, Shane and I have this conversation all the time because his movies are very long. They are very long. And they can be shorter. And that's pretty much all I got. I totally agree with you. And I'm a Christopher Nolan fan. I 100% agree with you. Not a fan of his Batman movies, even The Dark Knight, which it's so good. It's Uh, so, it's one of the best. It should have ended before it ended. And I have an issue with Two-Face. That's it. uh, Yeah, I don't dig Two-Face in that either. I um, love Two Face. He's like my favorite Batman villain, and not that, not that one. Also, no. he got he got burned. Maybe it's because I had experience with this in my family, but he got burned. And the same day, he was up walking around. That's yeah. not <laughs> that's months and months later. But months and months. And but anyway, stop moving your mouth because you wouldn't be able to. I'm going to get hate mail for that but um, i love i love the dark knight and i love the dark knight rises i'm not a big batman begins fan but i can appreciate his movies but they're not com- i've always said they're not comic book movies or or like superhero movies they're action movies yes based off of comic books which no, is I fine i think yeah that's a totally valid criticism mm-hmm. i i will not speak ill of because my one true love is in those movies. Christian Bale? No. Heath Ledger? Yes. I mean, I do love his Batman as well. I do love Christian Bale's Batman. I think I just think of Patrick Bateman so much when I see his Bruce Wayne, and it's like a crossover almost. 
I like his Batman better than his Bruce. Yeah, I I, I can agree to that. Yeah. Um, who's your? Let's talk about hate mail. Who's your favorite Batman? Because Michael Keaton. Oh, all right, you're gonna hate me. I really think Robert Pattinson might be my favorite Batman. He was really good. I was I don't shocked. Hate you for that. He was okay. so good. I was shocked. He was a good Bruce and a good Batman. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck is a good Bruce. Yeah, terrible Batman. I talked so much shit about him being Batman when that came out, but he's, I like the way, I like what they did with it. It's not good Batman. No, it's not good I just also just hate him, period, but. Yeah. I digress. (laughs) I just had to know who your favorite. I love Michael Keaton. It's because I'm a 90s girl. He's just like, I literally grew up watching those. Like, I think I watched that every time I went to my grandmother's house. Really? That's yes. So like, literally, I'm pretty sure I watched it every time because she didn't have so a whole funny. lot of, like, me-friendly movies. Mm-hmm. And I watched that and The Toy. <gasps> oh, my God. I used to love that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. That and Brewster's I Millions? Yes. Oh, my God. I yes. feel like they were the same movie. Yeah. God, the toy. Oh I don't God, think I've seen that in decades. I don't think such... I've ever seen it outside of my grandmother's house in the I, 90s. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I saw it either, but I used to watch it all the time. I had it on, mm. like, taped on VHS. Mm-hmm. What a bizarre movie. Oh, my God. I can't. I couldn't tell you the plot if you put a gun in my head. Yeah, me either. Something now about that I think about it, wouldn't he, like, pretending to be a toy? I feel like it's probably a little racist now that I think about it. Because he was the t- the toy for like a rich kid, right? I don't know. <sighs> I'm trying to think. Because um, I remember um, what's her face is in it. Um, oh, Christ. All I remember is Richard Pryor. Cusack. Joan Cusack. Oh, you're talking about toys. <gasps> Am I thinking of a totally different movie? Mm-hmm. Robin Williams. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I did see the Richard toy as Pryor. well. Mm-hmm. And yes, he was um a toy for a child, I mm-hmm. think. Oh my God. <gasps> Should we go back and watch that and see how horrible it is? Absolutely. I love Richard Pryor though. Me too. Oh, I haven't seen the I haven't seen toys in a long time. That movie kind of freaked me out as a kid. It was weird. I think it probably wasn't kid friendly because it always felt weird watching it. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, we just really Dangerous. we still have a whole other movie to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, done. Oops. <laughs> and this is the one that took me forever to choose because I couldn't think of one. And then I saw this one and I was like, how did this I not perfect. think of this one? It's the perfect 2000s movie. If um, you are a millennial, uh-huh. you have a memory of this movie. A visceral one, probably. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about a specific scene memory or just like the movie in general? Probably the movie in general. And there's also, I think there's a specific scene that traumatized us forever. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. What's the movie? We are uh, talking about The Ring from 2002, which is a remake. It's a remake of Ringu. It was so Japanese. All of the movies we chose were in the first couple years of the yep. 2000s. It's interesting. Yeah. I'm kind of glad we did that because it was the same feel. Yeah, and I I feel like it's so close to the beginning of the century. Mm-hmm. Good lord, um, the beginning of the century. This sounds bad. 
yeah um, yeah that they all do have this same type of feel even though they're mm-hmm. all very different very different and i think they all kind of like embody a different thing about the early 2000s they all they're, they all carry the same feeling yeah um let's see the synopsis a journalist must investigate a mysterious videotape which seems to cause the death of anyone one week to the day after they view it the tagline is before you die you see the ring uh this was directed by gore verbinski have you seen a cure for wellness Mm -mm. with uh mia goth such a good movie i think i'll probably pick it when we do like doctor horror or medical horror Ooh. um i love this movie he directed it uh he also directed pirates of the caribbean random yeah um that's a pivotal movie from like my yes adolescence yes oh my god and i mean and he also directed the ring which is also pivotal oh 100 <laughs> percent um notable cast we got naomi watts i got stuff to say about her too oh yeah um i feel like naomi watts and nicole kidman and yes they're all in the same group right yes okay yeah in the early 2000s i remember i used to read all the little magazines and stuff Mm -hmm. and people always talked about how they were so similar and people got them confused and they were good friends and I yeah. never got it until recently when I started watching horror movies and Naomi mm-hmm. Watts is in a bunch of them. Yes. And she and Nicole Kidman, I think she's from New Zealand and Nicole's yes. from Australia. Yes. They have the same American accent. <gasps> Their oh, voices weird. sound so similar to me. Oh, I'm going to have to look out for that. That's. So I swear strange. they have the same dialect coach or something because uh, I was watching the remake of... um good night mommy mm-hmm. and i was like the whole time i was like oh my god she's that, yeah that role old. could have also been played by either one of them you could yes. see either one of them in that role and, and it would have been the same same thing she's been in a lot of horror movies um mm-hmm. and she's great i love yeah i, I love Naomi Watts too mm-hmm. i think this was like her first like major film role i think you're right for her mm-hmm uh, Brian Cox is also in this. We just talked about him in Trick or Treat. Yeah. Uh, Amber Tamblin, who I love. Uh, I, I don't too. care what she's in. I love when she pops up in things. Me Martin too. Henderson, who was in The Strangers, and he was an ex. Was he the husband in The Strangers? No, that's Scott Speedman. Yeah, that was Scott Speedman. I don't remember his uh, role. I I wrote The Strangers because I, I knew you'd recognize it. Had it been... I haven't seen it in so long. The friend or one of like the guy that invades the home because there's no one else in that movie. <laughs> there's yeah, there's only like five cast members. I just watched it. There's no one else in that movie. <laughs> uh the makeup artist uh was Rick Baker, which you'll remember me screaming about when um we talked about werewolves. Yes. Uh yeah. So and so he pulled off um uh, probably the most traumatizing. It's not, it's like a millisecond long. Like, it's so short that people were, like, I guess screenshotting it at the time. I don't know how advanced, like, internet, like, you know, was at the time where we can get, like, a really clear still. But people were, like, screenshotting that scene of her in the closet um, after she died. 
that makeup will just like i don't know it's Ooh, gonna haunt me for chill. the rest of my life it's so fucking scary it's still scary i got a chill when you yeah. said that Ugh, it's nasty um is so, that the scene that you're talking about yes that's the traumatic scene i was talking about were you thinking of another one i was thinking of the obvious one at the end oh the tv yeah mm-hmm. um that's bad too <laughs> but like the closet death scene was like i don't know it's scary just everything so first of all this whole movie is like blue you know it's yes. like got the twilight filter Very twilight and the kid in it is creepy as fuck i hate the her child. son he calls her rachel which pisses yes. me off rachel i and he says it just like that mm-hmm. i think he looks like he hasn't slept in months oh slept, my god slept sleep, in months slept have you slept in months? he hasn't slept i don't like this child i don't like this child actor i don't know if they i don't know what kind of like acting direction this child was given because he's like simultaneously like i think he's supposed to be really smart mm-hmm. because he calls his mother by her first name I hate it um he's just really irritating i don't know i don't i don't like him at all i i put aiden as one of the most annoying children in film period oh i know the most traumatic scene i don't know why i literally put it in my notes the fucking horse oh the what on the ferry yes oh yeah that was horrendous i don't know how they filmed that without a real horse i forgot about it and when i watched it i was like mouth open like what yeah yeah i forgot about that (sighs) down to the propeller right and then you see the the blood in the water yeah yeah i don't like seeing animals in um what's the word in a distress distress yeah and i was like first of all why the fuck did you get out of your car to go touch the stranger's horse don't do that number one don't go touching strangers horses i that i got mad at her it just wasn't a necessary scene that i don't think that was was traumatizing for me yeah i don't think it was either i guess they're trying to like connect it's getting closer to her seven days so things that are connected to um what's her name um samara's story Mm -hmm. Uh, but anyway so the whole premise of this movie is that there is a before we had viral videos this was a viral vhs tape that was being passed around Mm -hmm. usually to like high school kids and it was almost like a dare like if you watch this movie you will if you watch all the way through you're gonna get a phone call that tells you you're gonna die in seven days and you die seven days later you know what this is it's chain letter it is yeah it's, it's a like chain a, letter yeah or like it yeah I had this epiphany in bed and i was like it's a fucking chain letter like from the early 2000s when you had email and you would get those yep. chains and you got to send this email you to gotta forward it 20 to people, people or yeah or you're gonna die yeah that's what this fucking is there's also chain a movie letter. about that as well i forgot what it's called probably chain mail or chain uh, letter what is Something it called like that forward to all mm, nope <laughs> something um yeah you're so right so this this was brilliant i think so i i do too Mm -hmm. um the promotion for this movie was so good like they had the best promotion team for this film 
before the movie premiered, they uh, they used the actual video as a commercial with no tie-in to the movie. Like, they would just play the Ring video, not saying the Ring coming out this date. It would just be the video. That's it. So that once you, <laughs> once you like, saw the trailer for the Ring and you realized that, oh, I've already seen the video. Yeah, and you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to see that movie immediately. And oh, then the wow. first week it was released in the U.S. and Canada, they put copies of the tape on the seats in theaters. Like, just so smart. I love the the promo. So Who does that anymore? I know, man. It's so fun. It's like guerrilla marketing. Mm-hmm. So you know what was close? They didn't do stuff like that, but Barbie, Barbie really yes, they marketed that fucking Malibu house that they made a Barbie dream house. Yeah, you're right. Well, and just everything like all the character posters. I love when movies do yes. character posters. Me too. And then Margot, and then they had the Robbie. slumber parties. Yes, and, and then and Margot her. Robbie dressing like Barbie. Like, yep, they did a great job. Yep, I totally agree. Yeah. But that anyway. movie's coming to streaming next month, I think. It's Thank coming to HBO. God, talk I about think... a movie that changed my whole life. Love that movie so much. I cannot wait to watch it on repeat when it comes on HBO. Me too. I the very that very night when we came home, I told Shannon said, I want to watch it again right now. And then a week later I went and saw it with my mom. And that was like the That's best. That's so thing perfect. Ever. Yeah. Mm. I love that. I'm gonna love cry thinking about Barbie. I know. We have to change okay hello that movie so, so <laughs> let's talk about traumatic the ring stories because i think you mentioned you'd had one as well so yeah. reading that this that they put out these videotapes because i don't know how the story quite came about um but i was living with uh my friend christy and her parents at the time she was dating her now husband um and her you know her her husband's annoying brother um he got his hands on one of these videotapes either he like went to a premiere in the city um and got a tape or he got it from someone who worked on it it was one you know it was one of the promotion promotional videotapes um and he got his hands on it i cannot remember if i think i did know about this movie so I think I knew I was watching the ring tape, but I was like, okay. oh my God, it's just the video. I cannot wait to watch this. And so they put it on and I mean, I'm this close to the TV because I'm <laughs> such a fucking like movie nerd. Like I'm trying to get every single clue mm-hmm. I can from this videotape to, you know, before I see this movie. Yeah. Um. And so I'm, I'm like, against the tv i'm so close to the tv watching this and as soon as the fucking video stops i think the the we were still using house phones at the time the house phone was like close to the tv and one of these idiots immediately called the house phone as soon as the video ended and like a part of my soul left my body it was yeah anyway that's my traumatic the ring story I was in eighth grade and I went to Gatlinburg with my friend and her dad. And I want to say her grandma, mm-hmm. there's four of us, um, two adults and me and her. And we 
we're in a cabin in the woods in Gatlinburg and we wanted to watch a scary ass movie. Oh so why not watch The Ring? Yeah, of course. Why not? Why not? So it's the perfect location to watch yeah. that movie too. Mm-hmm. Oh so we watched it and her her dad was always a joker, but mm-hmm. I swear to God, he called the home number on in the cabin and it freaked our 13 year old. I would probably out. cry. I would probably yes. cry because I would never think like this is a place we've never been before. Like this is not our home. This is a, a cabin in the middle of the woods. Yeah. I would never think that my friend's dad was calling that phone. I did not have a parent there. I would be. You know, like I was with my friend and her parents. We so also scared. we also watched the glass house. At that oh, house? with uh, Lily Sobieski. Oh my God. I like that movie a lot. Me too. I haven't seen it forever. I used to love her. Yeah. Yeah. Good acting. I know. I know. But um, we watched that for the first time there too. And I think we watched Fifth Element. We watched a lot of movies. That's a lot of good movies in that cabin in Gatlinburg. Yeah. Yeah. It was That's a nice a cabin. pivotal time in your life. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yep. Oh, The Ring. That's a pivotal movie for it. I mean, really that would also is. be on the list. Oh, absolutely. We'll make think, that list one day. I'll make us make it. You know what? Just, we might as well just start it now and just put the others in the ring on there. And then as we remember, we'll. I think even if we just used movies that we talk about. Yeah. Oh, that would be a good idea. Of like a all basis. The, since we do kind of like, instead of rating them, say whether or not we recommend it or not. Yeah. Or, no. I like recommend it. all these movies on that we talked about yeah oh these episode yeah 100 percent. not only recommend i think you gotta watch you absolutely have to watch them uh yeah yeah they're pivotal um yeah i don't think i have anything else oh i do have i i love looking at who was meant to be in a part before who could just i like to imagine um and so the part of rachel was first offered to Jennifer Connolly. She went on to See do it? Dark Water, which is another Japanese movie mm-hmm. remake. Uh, yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Can't see Mm-mm. it. Mm-mm. Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-mm. I can't really see that either. And yeah. Kate Beckinsale, which I could kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think I think Naomi Watts just is the best choice. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic. I love her. Yeah, that was the uh that's the early 2000s um you can get away with not seeing the cell i mean that's just like one of my favorite types of movies the weirder the better um yeah so if you really like weird really beautiful movies if you love costumes um if you like serial killer or detective stuff that, like really weird serial killer like not just some man that stabs people like a really gross perverted torture strange haunted man um or if that, you're a big fan of vincent, vincent Nofrio, yes which if I you like jlo you know yep or vince vaughn <laughs> you know if you or like matt shepherds from uh, lizzie mcguire yes <laughs> if you like people rolling up intestines into a little barbed stick you know our friend Lainey has seen this movie she was like oh I've seen that movie and I said did you like it she said it was weird 
It is weird. <laughs> and I just feel like that shouldn't be like a, a deciding factor on whether or not it's a good movie or not. Yeah. It's, agreed. It's weird. That's not arguable. It is weird. I don't um, have, I don't necessarily think I need to or will ever watch this again, but so, I am glad that I did. So I'm surprised that you've seen The Fall and not The Cell. No, no, no. I have not seen The Fall. Oh, you haven't seen it? Oh, mm-hmm. man. That started my like love affair with Lee Pace. Just full blown obsession. You have to see that movie. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's sad. You'll probably cry. But it's, there's a lot of dream sequences. So, thanks for the warning. He's telling a story. So, it's like he's telling this fantasy story, Mm -hmm. but it looks just like the cell, the story he's telling. So, anyway, those are our movies. Yeah. Um, what about some early 2000s music music okay so this one was hard yeah um why was it difficult so i had to figure out what the sound was yeah and for horror movies it has to have a specific kind of sound Mm. um early 2000s punk emo you mentioned lincoln park that was a great option as well um i had three songs that i added because i was underwhelmed and then i got overwhelmed and i couldn't pick (laughs) but i have explanations for them all i think just ahead of it i think you picked great choices so Mm -hmm. i think so too um shout out to caitlin who was always mentioned on the show she actually introduced me to this first one it is a prelude 1221 by afi it is i haven't heard afi so long is that not the most early 2000 shit it is the it's like scene they looked like scene kids yes that wasn't i guess it was scene kid music yeah 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 it so it's a prelude so it's just mostly um a little singing and mostly music mm-hmm. um but it it kind of fits the vibe it's been on so many playlists of my own for movie stuff honestly like scenes and things um another one that i came up with is 30 seconds to mars uh shout out to jared leto again right. um can't get away from him right it's the kill which is the first 30 I... seconds to mars song i ever heard of i think 30 seconds to mars is like a what do you call it? A guilty pleasure of mine. Um, I love 30 seconds. To Don't even fucking talk to me about them. Okay. I obsessed over their album. This is war mm-hmm. in the early 2010s, like obsessed yeah. over it over and over and over it and over, over it. Again. Yeah, I totally agree. So good. Um, so the kill, is, the kill. is really good. Oh. It builds <laughs> and it's just you can picture scenes in your head. And then the next one, the last one, I didn't want to take it off. This one specifically makes me think of a movie we did not discuss, um, Final Destination. Mm-hmm. So this song is Paper Cut by Linkin Park. Excellent I choice. I think this is a Twilight song. Um, I can't remember if this was the song that she was talking about in the Twilight book. So I was a little hesitant to add it. Mm. It was either I this or Breaking breaking the habit 
I'll have to go back and look. I have you to might look. be right. It might be paper cut. I think it's paper cut. But anyway, it, Stephanie, don't take it from us. I know. Our song. So, um, honestly, I think maybe Stephanie Meyer probably had a. I should have just gone on her playlist. Do on you her. know what? I was literally about to say. I bet because all she these had songs... some jams. Mm-hmm. I bet you all these songs are I think on. AFI her was on there for sure. Yeah. Anyway. I'd be willing um, to put money on all these songs being yeah. on her playlist. Yeah, too. Damn it, I didn't cool. even think of that. Me that would have been oh well. I think your choices are perfect. Thank you. The AFI um, caught me by surprise because yeah. I just kind of forget that they exist me too. sometimes. And then I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. It really embodies like it's hard because like the movies that we picked, there were four different movies. Yes. So and then of course. American Psycho is in the 80s and it yes. had its own music moments. And so I just kind of picked something that could be in a horror movie from the 2000s. And that's yeah. what I have. Perfect choice. And yeah. And I will only be putting one on our playlist because ah. I don't do multiple. Okay. Unless it's Stephen King. But okay. I popped well, off on that one. Which slightly like a touch actually i might just break my uh my own rule and do that because i don't know which one i would choose I was, that's what i was gonna ask you which one would you choose that's the whole reason i put three is because i couldn't so just disregard <sighs> what i just said she just lied you liar <laughs> all right what books did you pick all right this was also difficult for me yeah. too i really got in my head about it because i uh, i wanted to choose books that embodied what was going on in the time period but were also like like pivotal for the time period i guess like yeah so for yeah. instance the first so you, choice you don't want to do like a historical fiction that right. was written yeah, yeah just because it was like a really popular book in the early yeah. 2000s it doesn't represent the early 2000s yeah so the first one i chose was actually a graphic novel I chose The Walking Dead book one, which came out in 2004 by Rick Kirkman. Uh, This volume begins the story of Rick Grimes, a sheriff deputy from Kentucky who was wounded in action and emerges from a coma to find the world plagued by the undead. Upon returning home, he finds his house ransacked and his wife and son gone. Rick travels to a military evacuation zone in Atlanta to find his family and joins a small group of survivors along the way, all the while trying to adapt to life in this new world. I chose this because, like I said earlier, like the early 2000s kicked off a huge resurgence in zombie material, uh, movies, books, TV shows, like everything. Like zombies were everywhere. And I think it was a response to maybe the post-apocalyptic feeling of uh, 9-11 and mm-hmm. the war in Afghanistan in iraq um i think we just i don't know connected with this genre a lot um i've never sat and watched this entire tv series i but my daughter and my and my husband um have rewatched this as a matter of fact it they're on a rewatch right now um it's probably on in the living room as we speak they s- have watched this together multiple times. I stopped where everyone stops. Mm-hmm. Uh, six, seven, after Negan. Oh, I right stopped before that. that I season. stopped. Uh, I stopped like after the prison. So like four, oh, yeah. five, something like that. Yeah. I just, 
I tried so many times. I got. I wanted really... to get to Negan, and Shane wants to finish, but um, I was like, you can do it without me. Even not having, like, I've probably seen the whole show at this point with them watching it all the time. Yeah, yeah. And even like vicariously watching, kind of knowing the character stories. Um, that episode, I don't even like watching it just in like my peripheral and knowing what happened that again yeah Yeah. and i think it's really cruel i think it's a cruel episode i think the way they filmed it is really cruel i think it's drawn out and like needlessly mean kaya cried for like an hour after she saw that episode like it ruins her whole day i felt so bad um i mean those are two amazing characters that they killed like the best ones yeah and i just don't know if i can if i want to like go through that purposely i don't know yeah maybe i like doing stuff like that but (sighs) yeah like um i know there's an episode with lucille who Mm -hmm. which is played by his real wife um hillary burton morgan and i told shana's like when you get to that episode Call me because I'm going to watch it with you because it's a good episode. I want to see it. I love Negan. I love the character of Negan and I love his backstory. And um, I just even just I don't know that the the stuff with I don't even I don't even want to say the character's name because I don't know. I I don't want to. I feel like it's a really bad. It's a bad spoiler to spoil that for anyone. But that character death was it fucked me up and I don't even watch the show. So like I don't. I just, I don't like seeing it. It was. He's the actual best character on that show, in my lit- opinion. I do love him. I do love Daryl. Um, I love Michonne. I love Daryl. Daryl and Michonne are just yeah. like the only tolerable ones, honestly. Oh, mm. and Ezekiel. I love Ezekiel. Mm. He had a pet tiger. Hated Shane. Love the actor. Hated yeah. Shane. Hate Shane. Well, he's gone early lucky for you um but so the the graphic novel uh is totally different from the show i think rick dies in the first um volume really yeah they kept him around because i guess maybe andrew lincoln is so amazing i mean he is i love him Um, yeah he yeah uh that's probably why um yeah a lot a lot of things happen differently in the i haven't read them but I actually, I think I have the first volume. I just haven't read it yet. Um, so my second book choice is mm-hmm. uh, probably one of the most depressing things I've ever read and seen because there's a movie as well. Is The Road by Cormac McCarthy. It came out in 2006. Mm-hmm. A father and his son walk alone through burned America. Nothing moves in the ravaged landscape save the ash on the wind. It is cold enough to crack stones. And when the snow falls, it is gray. The sky is dark. Their destination is the coast, although they don't know what, if anything, awaits them there. They have nothing, just a pistol to defend themselves against the lawless bands that stalk the road, the clothes that they are wearing, a cart of scavenged food, and each other. I don't know if you've read any Cormac McCarthy. He no, wrote. This uh, sounds so good, though. It's okay. So he wrote No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. If you've seen that movie, uh, his mm-hmm. writing is just incredible. He's an, an incredible author. 
to to start um this story is so uh, the story's wonderful um mm-hmm. have you seen the movie no this is one of those movies where i was getting so nervous about what was happening in the movie that i had to get to pause and go to wikipedia and read that part of the plot because i was so fucking anxious it's just this father who's played by vigo mortensen yeah and um his little boy and they are traveling and this is like this is like the dirtiest meanest most bleak post-apocalyptic landscape you can imagine like mad max is fun and the road is um I, i'd rather be dead like the walking dead is fun compared to the world that the road i don't like proposes. vigo but um i'm oh, very intrigued vigo. by this i would watch it it is i i would imagine it's going to hurt your heart <laughs> um it is just such a fucking sad story yeah. but uh, you know this again I just kind of I feel like we were in this obsession with poke post Jesus poke apocalyptic post post apocalyptic I guess we were in like survival mode or we well, that were was in- when the dystopian stuff got really big like yes um you know, Hunger Games and Divergent yep. and shit. I used, yep. that's all I read was dystopian. And the Maze Runner. I think the we uglies. really Yeah. I think we put ourselves in what if situations because maybe for a lot of us this was the first time we were faced with like I said, the internet and seeing all these actual it's, videos yeah. of like war that wasn't on the news that wasn't edited for the news you know i think we kind of we all put ourselves in that situation a little mm-hmm. bit um, yeah and kind of vicariously lived through books like these and movies like these to i don't i i have anxiety issues is why i do this like i do a lot of the what ifs just in case something like this happens that i feel like i'm prepared because mm-hmm. i've gone through this scenario you won't i won't be prepared that won't happen but um um, yeah uh 2020 christmas day there was a bombing on second avenue in nashville and it blew up one of the at&t buildings Mm -hmm. and um all everyone who had local at&t didn't have service yeah so so no way to communicate at home and did not have a way of looking up internet didn't have anything didn't have a way of calling my mom who we were going to see in a few minutes so we just i was so anxious i was like get in the car and let's go where we're supposed to go and hopefully everything's where it's supposed to be like it was scary yeah i can't imagine like yeah and especially now i think um my daughter brought up uh something they were talking about in her class today like do her teacher asked them do you think people rely too much on technology these days and I'm like, uh, people don't, I mean, people do think about these things, but just that, like our internets and our cell phone service being disrupted, we're completely, we wouldn't know what the fuck to do. No, I couldn't know look where up to, the news. I couldn't we don't know where to get. Why am I, I didn't know there was a bomb. Yeah. And that's a big deal. And so if you go out looking to see what's going on, 
who knows what you're walking into Mm -hmm. you're unprepared like on every dystopian or a post-apocalyptic movie i've seen not everyone but a lot of them the first thing that goes is technology Mm -hmm. i mean that's just what it is that that makes sense and we all that's our lifeline yes literally that's how we pay our bills that's how we do everything I mean, how we communicate, we figure out where you're going. Our water system and our electricity is all run on computers. Um, so our entire, we're like one day away from murdering each other with rocks if something <laughs> crazy happens. Like seriously, um, yeah, we're we're a little crazy in my house about an apocalypse happening or like we. I mean, we have things. <laughs> in a closet just in case something happens um Mm -hmm. it's terrifying it is (sighs) anyway anyway it's bleak yeah but yeah that was the uh 2000s early Mm -hmm. 2000s do you want to spin yes i do okay you ready yes we got remakes okay Hmm. all right i actually like this category because uh i already know i'm picking suspiria (laughs) i'm excited because that's one of your favorites i've been waiting but this is the remake Mm -hmm. oh Um, okay so So not your favorite oh it's still my favorite okay yeah um yeah i could they're interchangeable in the uh in the favorites list so that one is what year was that i think that was 2019 2018 um would you say the 2013 evil dead is a remake yeah i'm gonna go with um that i or would is say it- so yeah because it's the same cabin it's let me see if it's considered a remake uh, let's see. The director gives us a definitive answer. Okay. On Twitter, Fide Alvarez was asked by a curious fan if the film is a remake or a sequel. Straight from the director's mouth, the 2013 film is apparently a sequel to the okay. Bruce Campbell movies. Well, damn. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> are you scheming? So many of these are part of franchises. Okay um can we do carrie yeah i know we covered one. carrie but yeah, can we do no, it absolutely let's do that was 2013 yeah i love that movie me too i thought it was a good remake mm-hmm. Ooh. well we already did the ring can't do that thought about doing one of the black christmases they're all bad i just but... watched the original today I wanted to mention if I had thought I I keep putting that in the category there's so many slasher Santa movies I just keep putting that in slasher Santa I should have just chosen it for slasher because I think it's Black Christmas yes it's the grandfather of slash like it's the original slasher it you is know what I mean? like the best aside from psycho I guess but yeah yes I forgot Mm -hmm. that you don't even find out who the killer is at the end. It's what the fuck? It's so Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Anyway, 
Well, the sequels aren't. So yeah, or I've the heard they were terrible. <laughs> aren't, but there's one that's like in I think 2006, and it's got mm-hmm. like Lacey Shabert. It has a Michelle Trachtenberg. Oh, I love it has her. Katie Cassidy. Like, are they all in a sorority still? Yeah, like okay. like it's a it's remake. Fun. Oh, okay. So it's Ooh. probably fun. I know. I know what my next one is. Okay, what is it? One of my favorites. Uh, when a stranger calls. Ooh, I should know the year of this because I just posted it. But yeah, you did. Perfect. I'll look it okay. up. Okay. So I want to make an unhinged choice. Oh. I want to pick the mummy, mostly because I just want to watch the mummy again. Should we do the mummy, like the Brendan Fraser the mummy? I know what you mean. Okay, just making sure. I mean, it is a remake of the Universal <sighs> Monsters, The Mummy. Seen the Mummy. Wait, you haven't seen The Mummy? No. Oh, fuck you. We are absolutely watching The Mummy then. I'm so excited. Because it's, I mean, like, it's mostly like a comedy adventure, but there are a lot of horror elements in it. I mean, it's an undead mummy. Look, I spent um, a lot of years not liking Brendan Fraser, so that's where I'm gonna say I haven't seen the mummy. That's why I haven't. Okay. Uh that's that's good. This is like full circle because we just talked about Brendan Fraser mm-hmm. and how he can make or ruin a movie for you. And Georgia so gonna... the Jungle was my childhood, okay? Yeah. So do with that what you do will. Do you do you like him in Georgia the Jungle? I don't really like that movie. Do you like Brendan Fraser in that movie? I mean he's fine. Is he fine? No, like, like he's fine. he's fine. He I like him. What's that movie with Adam Sandler and Shane has made me watch it a couple times. Is it Airheads. Said, yes, Airheads. I like um, that movie. That's a dumb movie. I like that movie. I think you might like Brendan Fraser in this movie. I'm sure I will. I wow. I watched this. I watched this movie. All right. So this movie is like um, pivotal for bisexuals in the 90s for oh, good hell reason. yeah so you're gonna love it i'm so excited yeah it's just well it's funny because not an unattractive person in this movie i almost picked the invisible man me too that's on my list as well <laughs> what would we use the invisible man for other than good for her i guess that could um, be good for her or uh universal monsters yeah that's what i was gonna say universal monsters because that has Luke from I Honey know. Oh, I love that movie. That was, that was such pretty good. A good remake. I'm not a big fan of her, but she's a great her. actress. She's incredible. Yeah. This is a this is a good one. This is also and a good list. I like that we are doing Carrie because we've covered the original. The original, yep. And we can um we can reference the other and compare. This is a good list. I'm excited. Me too. I'm so fucking excited to watch The Mummy again. Oh my god. Well, cool. thank you all for listening. Yeah. I gotta go return some videotape, so it's <gasps> been real. You bitch. I've been holding on to that all day. That's good. <laughs> That's good.